Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo and into 2020. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and by the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. On every episode of Status Life with Lita, we take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. We want to take your life out of the status quo and into 2020. My name is Derek Hayes, and it's my pleasure to introduce the star of the show, Miss Lita Brooks. Good, Good afternoon, Lita. Good afternoon. Hi. It's great to be here again, isn't it? I love it. I we're love still we're kind of getting back into the swing of things, the normal routine. It's, it's great. Well, before we begin the show, a quick reminder that Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, and by the law office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia? Make the right call to the law office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Today, we have a wonderful guest returning again. This, well, actually, I guess this is our first return guest. Ooh, I had, had to bring her back. Yeah, yeah, well, it was exactly. such a great show last time, and we're finishing a three-part series. And who better to finish it with me than someone on my very own team, a very, very highly skilled interior designer, Miss Carla Martin. Okay, Hi, now that's you. the thank introduction you. I thank wrote. You. I just stole your intro. <laughs> you did. Uh, it's okay. But Carla <laughs> is part of the status uh, interior design team, and... You and she are both extremely talented, very well-trained, and very experienced in what you do. And I know that today you want to start out a little bit, kind of recapping something we've discussed in prior shows, and that's the difference between an interior decorator and interior designer. You know, you really can't give anyone, all of our listeners, too much education on this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was a conversation that Carla and I were having very organically, and I thought, well, since we're having her back on the show a second time, let's talk about this one more time. Um, I think the biggest point, and I'm going to read it by definition, and that is that an interior designer can be a decorator, but a decorator cannot be a designer. Most okay. people don't know. They use the terms interchangeably. We hear it all day long, especially when I'm at work. Can I hire that decorator? Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be the voice of the common man. I thought they were the exact same thing. Well, I okay. thought interior designer and decorator was just, as you said, synonymous. But they're not. Yeah, no. they're not, no. Um, and it's more fun sometimes. I don't know, for me, I think every designer, decorator has their favorite parts of the project. But I do love the fluff at the end, which makes me more of a decorator. But, you know, just satisfying a client with the nuts and bolts of the situation, like lighting design or finding something structurally that they didn't see or they're... Um, their builder didn't see that, hey, we can change this, and I know how. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But that's really interesting because I like, I'm not as interested in the fluff at the end. I can do it. I'm, I'm trained. I'm talented in that. And, of course, I love to see it. I love that reaction when you ask the homeowner to not be involved in the final installation and they come in and you just wow them. Yeah. The tears are what I'm looking for. The yeah. tears of happiness. I live for that moment. But for me, I like the beginning of the job. I like getting the floor plans. I've always had more of a passion for the drafting and the creative process. Mm -hmm. I like taking a piece of land 
and really seeing the house go up, um, yeah. starting with just a survey. And so I don't know. For yeah. me, the meat and potatoes is really in the creative process in the beginning. The decorating, again, it's fine, and you're going to finish the job, but um, I would almost yeah. turn that part over to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of Jekyll and Hyde with it, I guess, because, you know, I, I do love the beginning and the end. Yes. Love it all. But, I know. There know, are the moments. There are. Yeah. There but, are. you know, you got to be working with a great contractor, too, because yeah. that can really derail a project. Ugh, no, but you had a really you. good example of yep. what being a trained interior designer, tell all of our listeners, give them something that if they don't know and they don't really know who to call and they're saying, okay, so there is a difference. What what does that look like when you're in the middle of a project? Yeah. So there's a real simple one uh, for one of my clients. The um, hall closet door was positioned on the foyer entry. And it didn't make sense for the homeowner functionally because what was on the other side of the hall closet was the entry door from the garage into the kitchen. So the homeowner entered an exit through the garage every day and it had to be flipped. You know, the accessibility had to be flipped. But instead of just, you know, builder grade bifold doors, we decided to put a bench there, you know, a built in bench with some cubbies and make it like a mud room. Which all makes sense. And, and yeah. again, I'm going to be the voice of the common man. So I learned when we did this podcast, uh, the, the, the initial podcast about decorator and designer, that you want to hire a designer early on and a decorator can come after the, the construction is complete to help decorate the home. And having said that, Lita, I know just this week you had an issue where you were able to alter plans of one of the projects you're working on as an interior designer. Yeah, the same as the example Carla was talking about, just catching these things that... Uh, a designer who knows how to move walls, how, who knows structurally what can be done. But I was doing a walkthrough. We had just, uh, it's a modern farmhouse that I am uh, have was brought in very early on in the project, which is fantastic. And we're doing the walkthrough, and I noticed that there was an HVAC duct, a really large return coming out of the wall, and it was an eyesore. Now, you can cover that with a piece of furniture, um, you know, if it had a knee hole, you know, there are creative ways to get around that from a decorating standpoint. But when we opened it up and looked at it, the HVAC had completely cut right through the middle of their attic storage. So much so they don't have any. It com it took all the storage in yeah. the house away. And as a woman, we know how no, much we, we love need our it storage. We need right? It we need it all. Yeah. I like storage too. Yes, so sure. Everyone does. But man, when you're thinking about your Christmas trees and all your holiday and all that stuff that you want to hide, but you have to have somewhere for it to go, this HVAC it was completely useless wasted space wasted space mm -hmm. but the homeowner had no idea she thought she was stuck with it and no 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 this is where I was her advocate and I was able to say no with a very I'm not an HVAC <laughs> licensed no. contractor no. but I know how ductwork runs I know that if they could raise it um, she could go under it. I know that if they could move it down the wall, but they, of course, the builder was trying to say, no, it's already been cut and the HVAC contractors have already left. And I'm saying, this is a problem you're going to live with for 20, 30 years. This is your forever home that you're building and you don't want to lose your storage. Cool. But again, knowing the building systems, knowing how it works, I was able to jump in and really help. Uh, solve a problem, yeah. not, not a cosmetic problem, a real structural problem. I love when you prove me right. <laughs> And what I mean by that is I said going into this that you two are talented, trained, and experienced interior designers, and 
those examples are exactly what you would look for in a designer as opposed to a decorator. Well, Again, the knowledge I did not have until we did the, this in the prior podcast. And then recapping today, I've even learned more. Well, if you go back to Carla's example, think about switching a closet and building a whole mudroom. I yeah. mean, that is life-changing for someone. Yeah, you've you got to have that have that landing pad you know Absol- for all your yep. book bags and all that sports equipment all the sports all equipment. of it yes everything. shoes the dog yeah. leashes yeah. you know everything it's errands that you've got to yeah. go you got to have that basket so that's a huge piece right now mm-hmm. so kudos to you yeah. but yeah absolutely well i know we've got a lot to cover today and, and uh, having said that there's been a a three-part series that we're today finishing up the third actually two different series uh, one is going to continue a little longer but the three-part series about interior design styles and i know the two of you want to continue that today and talk about a few more of the styles that we haven't touched on yet in the prior shows so i'll turn it over to to you all so you can get started uh and lita i know you want to start with uh, the next interior design style all right we're gonna jump right in so we've gotten fantastic feedback on this i had one of our listeners say that she's been hanging on every word so (laughs) i just thought oh that's fabulous all right so for those of you hanging on every word here we go so far in the last two shows that we've taped now you can always go back and listen so if you're catching this one and you've missed part one and part two you haven't missed anything the shows are up on Gwinnett Business Radio X and any podcast app that you'd like to listen we covered boho or bohemian chic traditional transitional in the difference between the two farmhouse French country rustic and mid-century modern all right that's a lot of design styles and they're all extremely different so today i'm going to move on to our next which is the craftsman style that one has a whole a place in my heart it does think of of craftsman see every it hits my granny's house everybody has something else Mm -hmm. and i lived in a craftsman house so i know this style very very well but again carla this is very sentimental and Mm -hmm. Derek, just, I don't know, you think about your drills? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Craftsman tools. Well, you, then you're no. going to learn more today than anybody else. a hammer on the wall, a screwdriver else. on another okay. wall. Yeah, exactly. All right. The drill, it's all handy. So we're going to start, we're going to just, uh, sorry, move forward and talk about what makes Craftsman a particular style. And a lot of times right now, this is a really popular style that we're seeing. It's, I feel like it's made a comeback because here in the South, especially, we went traditional. A lot of it mm-hmm. was the traditional brick homes you see in every neighborhood over and over but now the neighborhoods are really changing new construction is really gearing a little bit more towards craftsmen of course we're seeing the farmhouses but not so much in a neighborhood i feel like if you see a new neighborhood right now it's more craftsman carla your house is a newer neighborhood and it's much more craftsman mine is a traditional brick Mm -hmm. but i have an older neighborhood so what makes it craftsman Uh, Let's start with where it originated. It actually came from the late 1800s, early 1900s from the arts and craft movement. Arts and craft movement came out of Victorian. So everybody has to have a reference to what the Victorian style was. It was very ornate. Um, Everybody needed a break. (laughs) Yes. Nowadays, we would call it maybe a little gaudy, but Victorian has its, it was very beautiful, but it was also very eclectic. It was very busy. Victorian was layer upon layer, even on the exterior and the moldings. It was very overdone. So Craftsman was really built to almost clean that up a little bit. Um, The exterior of a Craftsman home, it will typically feature a low-pitched roof, 
overhanging eaves that are exposed and very heavy and tapered columns. These are the most defining characteristics of the style. You will also see pattern window panes and a very grand covered porch. Mm. And I know that's yeah. what you remember. Yeah, my granny's front porch. We would all sit out there in the evenings. Um, we would travel up to Michigan every summer, basically. And she was in Indianapolis, Indiana. So we would stop there on the way. And she had that. So that's um, kind of like the front yeah. porch swing. Oh, yeah. So the we used to do that yep, as well. Absolutely. Up. Yeah. The craftsman home I lived in was and, wide yeah. enough for yeah. a full twin size mattress porch swing. Right. Wow. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, let's not digress, but yeah. think <laughs> about a porch swing. They come in two sizes. Mm -hmm. You can get a crib mattress size or a twin mattress size mm -hmm. and twin mattress on a big craftsman porch. Yeah. They're all over right now. Right. And Sitting and drinking sweet tea and watching the birds, all those wonderful things you did at grandparents' houses. That's it. So everybody's got these really nice memories of the craftsmen. All right, let's talk about the color that sticks to this uh, decorative style. It's going to be reflective of nature. Think muted earth tones, green, brown, taupe. You can, nowadays we're going into the grays, um, which is much more current, I think, if you look at the true craftsman, if you're staying real true to the style, it's going to be darker colors. You would see uh, oak and other fine woods that were stained in dark colors. You would also see brown, green, red and yellow. You don't see so much anymore. Again, we're moving into the pale neutral tones like the soft grays, the grayish, right? Uh, combining the beige and the gray. That's its own color now called grayish. And where you find your color is just splashes of color. So you can use the pillows or the drapes, uh, you, bright patterns. And the splashes of color, they work really well against the medium and the dark brown wood tones of the craftsman style homes. Uh, moving on, what the exterior building materials. You're going to see brick, stone, cedar shakes, and wood siding. You don't really see the shiplap so much, no. except in the more modern. Modern, right? yes. yeah. So now they're mixing it. Modern, so a modern derivation of craftsman style would be shiplap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But not so much in the traditional. I'm staying very true to the style here in this explanation. Um, so, all right, let's move on to the interior. The interior of a craftsman home is fairly understated. It is fine craftsmanship. That is where the term was coined from. All right, craftsman style home is supposed to speak to the craftsmanship of the home and the custom details. Most of the floor plans are open. You'll find charming stone accents, always a fireplace. You're going to find individual details, uh, um, custom millwork. Craftsman homes usually have a ton of millwork. You will probably see coffered ceilings, again, the tapered columns, interior and exterior. Lots of built-in shelving, window seats, benches, reading nooks, just anywhere that you can put molding and built-ins. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be heavy, heavy in a craftsman-style home. Yeah. Uh, lots of mixed metals and... Again, talking about the stone, finishes are going to be distressed, uh, antiqued, oil-rubbed brass, oil-rubbed bronze, copper, nickel, pewter. So you're really not going to go wrong with any of the metals, but it's not going to be bright. You're not going to see chrome, and you're not going to see bright brass. It's going to be aged brass, antiqued brass, much more subtle. Uh, but what else? When you're talking about this, I kind of think of 
antique and old styles and am i wrong stained glass yeah, stained yeah. glass, stained glass is big yeah. lead glass yeah you may be thinking of it too and there's two ways because again this was born from the late 1800s early 1900s so yes that style sitting true to form which we have discussed that is a little bit more when you're talking about the antiques that was from that time period but now we've taken craftsman and given it new life with the different color patterns. The exterior hasn't changed all that much, but we're not doing these real dark, heavy interiors like we were. You're still seeing the dark floors, but you're not seeing the dark moldings all around mm -hmm. the house. That's why we brought up the shiplap. Mm -hmm. It's light and bright mm -hmm. in, in the current trends. So you wanna stay true to the characteristics of the style, but you know, you're, I can't imagine anyone building, unless you're building a log cabin, a real dark, heavy, craftsman style home no. on the interior in a historic district like you would see that any know? yeah historic yeah. preservation yeah. would stay very yeah. true to trend and uh, derek what you have in your picturing in your mind is a that's little what bit i'm envisioning more. right right yeah. exactly mm -hmm. now that's great about um the craftsman style and again it's stuff that i did not know in fact i'm sitting here with notepad and pen taking some pretty good notes and i've learned a lot <laughs> but i know carla you've got the next one so i'll let you take over from here yeah well actually i have two it's modern and contemporary you knew that <laughs> they they have a lot of similarities so i'd like to review that before i know people just get them confused what's contemporary what's modern isn't it the same thing that's what you get out well of i think they think. confuse it like interior designer decorator but right. these are very different right. and this is the really interesting part yeah so modern is period based so the time period from the 1920s to the 1950s i touched on mid-century modern in the last episode and um, you have those same lines and color palettes. Um, you also want to think like modern art and the Scandinavian design. Uh, lots of clean uh, materials that are natural. Uh, wood, leather, and stone. You'll see a lot of that. And earthy color palette. <coughs> Sorry. Earthy color palette. So you've got muted greens. Creamy, warm whites you know, and browns. You also have um, a little mix of metallic in there. So the similarities from modern to contemporary would be minimal clean lines, an open floor plan, um, simple uncluttered looks. And as far as furniture goes, you would have like exposed legs and reflective surfaces and natural woods. So, um, all of those seem pretty, you know, modern and contemporary, but contemporary is no specific period. It's fluid. It's what's trending now. It um, borrows from various styles with cleaner lines like modern, minimalistic, um, art deco, and global. It can be eclectic. That's Derek. my word. It can be eclectic. Eclectic. And so then, you yeah, kind of bring it all together, but you kind of keep those, you know, the minimal clean lines and everything that I discussed in the similarities, uh, but your materials are nickel, steel, um, natural materials still, but like hemp and jute and wool. And then what's hot now is like matte black finishes that you'll see and um, brushed golds. And then you have your neutral color palette. What about geometric? Yeah. When I think of contemporary, I th but that has yeah. the clean lines, yes. right? I'm thinking of light fixtures yes. and just, 
something that the orbs and everything you see all of that that's contemporary that's all very contemporary so if someone says i'm modern you'd say well are you modern from the time period or are you more contemporary more on trend with what's happening right now yeah contemporary you just have to think on trend like what's going on right now with the clean lines if you wanted the curvy stuff then we go back into like um traditional all right so having gone to high point with both of you and having also gone to the mart here in Atlanta, I know that there are a lot of industrial light fixtures um, that we see in, in the different showrooms. So do those fall into either contemporary or modern? Would that be something or am I off base? Mm, well, with contemporary, it can be a little bit more eclectic and you can add that in. You just have to pay attention to the lines. Okay. You know, well, that makes yeah. sense. And you referenced Art Deco furniture. Yes. I remember in the 70s, we had a lot of Art Deco furniture. Yeah. It was not comfortable, but I think everybody liked the way it looked. No, but, yeah. So uh-huh. which one would that fall into? I, I think modern. You said modern, okay. Because mm-hmm, that's more period, you know. Right. You're, you're yeah. thinking of a specific time period mm-hmm. and referencing it. So that falls back to modern, like mm-hmm. mid-century modern. Right. Right. So you've got the Art yeah. Deco, that, and even that uh, Memphis revival from the 80s. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. but like I'll nod my head, and I think of Elvis in Memphis. No, but think <laughs> of, of the but. 80s, like MTV and Pee Wee's Playhouse. How yes. It's just this over-the-top, like, I understand. furniture mm-hmm. and crate. That's I remember modern. <laughs> okay, so modern. Last, yeah. last show we talked about mid-century modern in the bar carts. Yes. Uh, from the, the TV show. Yes. Uh, Mad, Mad, Men, Mad, Men. Mad Men, right, mm-hmm. right, okay. So again, I, I'm making my notes, I'm learning, and I, th- I hope everyone else is, because this is all very interesting stuff. And now I know, Lita, you have the next one, and you want to go into the uh, the next interior design style. Okay, well, we're this one is a lot of fun, and I picked it. Uh, I've spoken before about what my true style is, and I'm a little bit of glam. Yeah. I love the have finishes sparkle. of sparkle. I love the finishes of glam. Um, But my style, the last one that we're going to talk about is Hollywood Glam, and it's otherwise known as Hollywood Regency. Now, you do not have to live in Hollywood to have this style. I have a very, very close friend, and I would describe her specific design style as Hollywood Glam. But she's got it down to a T. I just like touches of it. Um, So, again, we're giving you these styles top to bottom. Research them. We'll help you do that. Everything's up on the website. But... um, you can you can mix and match right you can be part craftsman part traditional i mean there's no right or wrong here all right let's jump into hollywood glam otherwise known as hollywood regency and it's exactly what it sounds like it's high octane everyday glamour infused with high shine so you're going to have those lacquered finishes you're going to have metallics precious fabrications this also has an odd uh, a nod to art deco Mm -hmm. that is you know that i just think a great gatsby yeah Yeah. yes just over the top the luxurious uh it's got mid-century modern furniture because hollywood regency has cleaner lines in the furniture you're not going to see a ton of scroll where this really gets layered and the glamour comes in is truly in the finishes you want to think dramatic sensual modern and uncluttered and but you want to mix it with delicate and bold i.e the great gatsby that's got it down to a t i wonder who that set person was she did a phenomenal job but it's timeless and we remember it yep absolutely so here you want to start with a neutral toned room and you want to pay attention to highlighting the architectural elements 
stick to a concise central color palette. You don't have to go crazy with color. You want to make the luxury and the drama of the room the main focus. So that's probably going to come in with the textiles, the furniture, that um, light fixture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And high contrasts to shine a light on your most cherished pieces. So if you've got some really fine art, some art deco, um, Derek, I know you personally are an art collector and you have a really, uh, some really fine art and a lot of pieces. You want to highlight those. You want to put direct lighting on those and really make them shine. I do have some, and now I need to go to Home Depot or somewhere to get some direct lighting and feature it. I haven't Not done that Home yet. Home Depot. Well, you're exactly right. Status Home Design. Yes. <laughs> we can edit that part out, I'm sure. But yes, status Home Design for all of your home and gift needs. But see, Derek truly is our best customer because he yes, learns I the am. most, and he has to take our advice, and he's got this beautiful fine art collection, and he wants to go to Home Depot to light it up. And we're going to whip him into shape. Right. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm I'm learning. Again, I'm learning. <laughs> You're learning. Absolutely. All right. So Carla said monochromatic. That's exactly right with the color palette. You want to keep it simple with two to three hues and really starting with a black and white that you mm-hmm. can't get any more classic with that, especially for Hollywood glam, Hollywood Regency. Black and white bring additional color hues in small doses. You do not want to overwhelm. Um, a bedroom should be centered around soothing, maybe ivory and cream, put the shades in there. It could be soft and tranquil, but yet throw in a crystal chandelier. Oh, You've yeah. got to have the finishes and that's where the drama comes in, right? Gotta um, have it. Yes. Talking about the textiles because these are everything. Uh, there are three e- effective tips just to get this right, all right? And the textiles are in here. You want lush textiles, use velvet, silk, fur, and leather, and pile them all in there. You can satin. have satin. Yes, you can have <laughs> satin sheets with a silk uh, bedspread, velvet and leather pillows. Throw it all in, and you can, you got to make it work right, right? That, that could get a little hideous. I was going to say, yeah. it sounds like a fun room. <laughs> um, sounds a little sexy. <laughs> but again, that sensual, sexy, it's all part of Hollywood Regency. You want to have clean lines and uncluttered surfaces. You want high shine accessories that are full of life. So you've got to pick pieces that have energy, they have pop, right? Think of Louis IV chairs, ornate Art Deco pieces, hints of mod-inspired 60s eras furnishings. So the furniture is very straightforward, but uh, even a little mid-century modern. You want those clean lines in your furniture. And the last thing you want to think, mirrored, lacquered, marble, and high shine surfaces. Mm-hmm. And I, you've got Hollywood Regency. It never goes out of style. No. And if this, just this dripping, very lush style is not yours, tone it back and just throw some touches in there. This is not for everyone. You've got to have, and I have a friend, like I said, and this is her style and she does it right. You walk in her home and you are in awe, but it it takes a very, very fine eye to have this style and to know and to be able to pull it off well. Yeah, it's like wearing a sweatshirt and then throwing on a rhinestone necklace. All day long. Do it. No, I don't do that very often. But (laughs) (laughs) I would do it. (laughs) Yes, I know. But this is more my style. And you would look great. You would look absolutely phenomenal like that. So I'm having a flashback again of High Point. And if you all recall, when we were there, we went to the designer's home they featured. Mm -hmm. And each room in that designer home was a different style. 
And so these styles, as we've gone through them, I recall very vividly the different um, style, the different uh, personality, I guess you'd say, even of the designer. Mm -hmm. They had people from out on the West Coast that did certain rooms, people here in the South, and people from up in New York. So each room, as you went from the dining room to the family room to the kitchen and so on, it was just a completely different style. And some of those, I remember we walked in and just stood there and looked around and, and took it all in thinking, wow, this looks incredible. And then you'd go in the next room and some of it, yeah, you'd realize it's not your yeah. taste. Yeah, yeah. They so. had a pretty good theme across the whole yes. place, though. So they kept with the same color palette almost. I mean, maybe not color, but the boldness of color. It did flow, yeah. but it was yeah. still indicative of all the different styles right. at room by room. Absolutely. Well, that's a way, you know, we as designers, we get to go to High Point. Showcase. Yep. Yeah. That was the showcase home. That's it. And showcase so they, they yep. got designers from all over the United States and got to showcase really each one of these styles. Yeah. You know, there was a mid-century modern room, and there was a Hollywood glam room, and there was, remember that hallway with that oh, wallpaper? Yeah. It was so over the top. I um, so the house would, would have to be eclectic. Cause it, it was, was very all, eclectic. But again, you know, it they was. They even had a she shed. You but remember yeah, that? They had a she yeah. shed that was decorated in the back. But that's the training that we get, and that's, you know, the business that we're in. We get to do this and go experience different showcase houses. Carla's trying to work on getting us into one of those so we can design one for next oh, year. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Right, Carla? Yeah. I I'm put that it. on your to-do list I'm last year. It. I was like, figure yeah. out how Stannis can get in here and do a room in it's this uh, showcase house. Well, you know, I have to see how it's going to go with all the restrictions that they have on everybody right now. I know... Um, high points going on right now virtually right so i've been kind of listening on seminars for that but they do have a show house that they're showing online well, i haven't looked at it yet right but i'm gonna look at it well because, i mean think of all the work that people have put into it oh absolutely know? now back to being the the regular guy here and and doing the host hosting of the show I, again i've learned a ton uh so boho and Bohem or bohemian chic traditional transitional farmhouse French country, rustic, mid-century modern, uh, contemporary, modern, craftsman, and uh, Hollywood glam. That's a lot. Did I get them That's all? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. You did. I would you never did. have known that, nor guessed, that there were that many different interior design styles. I thought it was just based on two or three different ones, and that's it. Contemporary, modern, and old school. And I see old school is not even one of the ones listed. And there's more than this. Oh, yeah, there's more. You know, there's a whole, and this is for a future show, uh, but we were just chatting, you know, before we even went live here. Uh, mm -hmm. Carla said she's been listening to High Point, and oh, yeah. what we do at these shows when we reference High Point, these are the trade shows that we as designers go to to learn the upcoming trends and to learn the styles. This is where we get our education. We sit in seminars uh, from everything to business marketing to trends to even they'll have um, the speakers, yeah. you know, the big interior designers all over the world that get up and do panel discussions. And yeah. this is this is where we learn and you keep growing. I think for me personally, it's the, one of the most exciting parts of the job because you ca trends change every year, every six months. And if you are not on top of the trends, then you are behind in your industry. But yeah. tell us, yeah. just by name, I know we don't have any visuals of this, I but know. you were well, just listening to the names of the upcoming styles. Yeah, so the, it's called Trend Watch. And you can actually go on YouTube and watch the two that are out there already, but there's three of them. And they put it out every year. Um, and this for spring, they have Meadow, which is... It plays off of like the mid-century modern 
furniture and that style, um, but they're recognizing that it's a blank palette. So now people are bringing in these small florals and they're, they're bringing the nature in, but in a more delicate way and they call it meadow. I feel like some music needs to play when you say that meadow. Meadow. <laughs> it's, you know, you think of like the, that seafoam green from the 80s uh-huh. and the lilac. I, I think of Laura Ashley. That's yeah. how, like, my bedroom was well, Laura Well, you're Ashley. talking about the florals. Yeah. yeah. So they're bringing them in, but, like. But with cleaner the, line furniture. Yeah, and tiny. And it, you're just bringing in the outside in. Well, I wonder if, too, you know, how the trends are always evolving. And right now, we've just had everybody my mid-century modern. Because right. boho is the number one style right now. Yeah. So we just invested in all this brand new furniture. Mm-hmm. They can't totally. I mean, they've got to have a Yeah, they've got to change it up a little change bit. Change from that. Yeah. So the blank palette that you had now has a little bit more life to it. Hmm. Cool. That'll be interesting. Meadow. Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> so All right. So that one, was one. You said there were two others? Yeah. There's another one. Um, aviary, which is playing off of, like, birds and nature. Um, let's see. So maximalism, the opposite of minimalism, came okay. into play big time last season. Like, think of Justin Blakely's, like, tropical patterns mm-hmm. and bold colors and the, the leopard print and all that. Well, now they're just bringing in birds, basically. It's feathers and all the things you would see in a rainforest. And you so think we of, need some birds chirping so, for the sound effect yeah, for this one. I'm not a big fan. Well, I love birds outside. But, um, yeah, if you want to bring nature in, that's the new trend. So a motif to look for would be birds okay and then was there a third one so yeah today they're actually doing the third seminar on penthouse influence so well that's interesting yeah so meadow (laughs) aviary and penthouse Penthouse. so just think lux luxury yep yeah that's what i'm I'm predicting but i can't wait to hear it yeah Yeah, you can go to youtube and watch all all of these so these are the upcoming trends to look for in the next six months the next year i know we have the opportunity to go to the atlanta america's mart Mm -hmm. they have pushed back the show they have not canceled it this is something that we again like high point we look forward to these shows these trade shows uh and it is going to happen in august so we will get all of our information feel something get to go to design (laughs) week um but derek you made an interesting point you asked about industrial and lighting industrial is a style all in and of itself yeah. it's so not one not that we've one covered, we covered no yeah. but that there's hundreds more oh, sure you know i, I have I a four-year degree i mean yeah. both of us do <laughs> and we took art history and you know we've learned these styles we picked some of the most popular styles some of the trendy styles we touched on farmhouse boho transitional craftsmen this is what we're seeing right here and now mm-hmm. uh hollywood glam again it's all over but maybe you're not dripping in it in your house but we're seeing touch of, of this all over even some of the showrooms yeah. um and again just because we are taping here in the suburbs of atlanta there are people listening to this all over the world um i know that i've got some friends right now that i've been doing a podcast with they're in dubai ah. and they're tuning in so Mercy. in dubai you know they're they're design style may be completely different and they're learning what we're doing over here in the u.s yeah. well that is interesting uh, i did learn though that i am eclectic yeah uh, I apparently think you that's are. all the sports equipment arcade <laughs> games video you're not games, that that's eclectic because it's only alabama football well yeah. so no. I, you know Mm-mm. that's championship oriented okay we'll go with that it's the wrong red bye yeah. <laughs> that's okay <laughs> that's okay all right well i do want to get to the next uh, continuing series we've been doing over the last few weeks and that's the weight loss challenge. Uh, I know that uh, you want to 
uh, touch on that as we continue forward through this journey. And you and Carla (laughs) started all this with a competition amongst yourself. Uh, Before you you start, I do have one question. So I've kind of followed this a little bit myself, and I have been eating salads at least a couple of times, if not three or four times a week. But my question is, how many bacon bits, chunks of grilled chicken, uh, how much cheese, how many croutons can I put on a salad before it's no longer healthy? None of that. Yeah. Well, then I'm out. Yeah. I'll no, tap out that now. is not just, true. No, no, but no. that's what makes a salad so good is I all know, the bad all stuff. the good stuff. I know. I no, I will give Derek yeah. props. He has been doing phenomenal. I'm even, even drinking water now. Yeah, he brought, I mean, he just, he when he gets his mindset, it, he will just do it. There is no waffling. He does not have the problems that I have with this. Yeah. You said it, Carla, yeah. mindset. Mindset. I, if I have the mindset, I'll do it. But if I'm out of it, there's no, nothing will stop me from eating a cupcake. But so we, <laughs> here's the teaser. salad, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dessert from the salad, yeah. right? I mean, you eat healthy so you can eat the cupcake. I got it. Okay. Balance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's how it goes. I... I'm struggling and I put it out there because I'm struggling with it. I know where the scale is. I know that things are tight and I don't like it. So it's gotten to the point where I can absolutely pinpoint the problem. And there's two, one is time and one is my diet and neither are fantastic. I, I am busy at this point. I currently own four separate businesses and it is summertime and the kids have been out of school since last March. Time is very, very limited. I am pulled in a million different directions and everyone says, don't make an excuse. Don't make an excuse. I'm not because it takes time to exercise. You have to put your clothes on in the morning. You got to go hit the pavement or go find a class or go to the gym or do something. And then you have to shower and Mm -hmm. then you have to get to work. For me, I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I am not that much of a morning person. I also have two little kids at home. I cannot leave them. You want your cuddle time. Yeah. I mean, I, I get up and do other things. You know, I start checking emails and you know, I'm, I'm, I hit the ground running, but Time is, is very limited, so that scratches some of the exercise. I'm making it a point in the evenings to move more, but now that the store is open, I'm exhausted in the evening. You know, it's just, it's not, it's not there. Diet. I have bought in to, it is not a weight loss system. It is a 100% package for pure, pure food and nutrition. I'm not going to announce it today because I just started. I'm going to give it 30 days. This program has a 30 back money, 30 day money back guarantee. And I am going to bring the, one of the trainers, one of the experts on this, and I'm going to tell all of you how I have done. And we're going to ask her the questions. Ooh. We're going to dive deeper into this, but I don't want to talk about it just yet. No. That's a tease. It's supposed that to be. That is a wonderful it tease. It is a tease. <laughs> now I'm curious. I can't wait to, to go along with you throughout this journey and, and also to learn a lot more and the exercise part, honey, we're we're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to get out and walk. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of parks around us. It is nutrition. But I though. say that though, it is you know, nutrition. everybody's me, and I I guarantee you the feedback on this has been amazing. All my friends, all of us work. Everybody's moms. We all have kids, and we're all struggling with the same thing. So I'm saying it because I know that you can feel my pain. Uh, same thing with the diet. I grab my coffee in the morning. I go to work. It'll be two o'clock before I put some food in my mouth and I'm starving. So mm-hmm. it's too big. It, my metabolism isn't right. I'm not doing the wake up, eat, yeah. eat a healthy protein snack. I'm not doing those things mm-hmm. to keep your metabolism flowing and keep the weight off. And then if I'm not exercising, then it's just packing on. 
It's simple math. Well, as always, I think you look absolutely terrific. No, and everybody I'm keeps saying quarter. that, and yeah. that is perfectly yeah. fine. But it doesn't make you feel any. It just no. makes me eat it's that pizza feeling. at night. Yeah. Oh, so and so is like, why are you weight lossing? Why are you talking about this? You don't know what I weigh. You don't know. You know, it's half I my know. wardrobe. I can't fit into it. So you know, yeah. you either go shopping or lose weight to get back into the clothes you need. To she on. said yeah. today. Oh. Well, you have a dress on. I have jeans. I'm like, my jeans don't fit. I'm wearing a dress because it's comfortable. And I don't like that. Well, she as your so partner pretty. in life, honey, I think <laughs> yeah. you look absolutely terrific. Blah, blah, blah. All the time. Absolutely you just ter- wait. Well, yes. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm willing and, and happy to. Well, it's a to good jump start. Enjoy it's this It's a good journey. jump start. Yes. So that's the tease for today. 30 days. Yeah. So we do gotcha. a show. Right. Not, not the next show, but two shows. I'll okay. be 30 days in. And um, we're going to bring Stacey. You know how good Stacey looks. I know. She is phenomenal. So jealous. Phenomenal. So jealous. So, so now we have to have theme music for the weight loss challenge. Ugh. Just like the Meadow. Meadow. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we've got to come up with the, the theme music for that. All right. <laughs> one other thing I want to talk about is you generally in your, your podcast with a terrific story about design and inspiration and how those things come together. But today I know you have a different kind of feel good story about how status continues to serve the community. So I'll let you tell us about that. All right. Well, I'm going to be brief here because this is also going to be another guest. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into her story. Um, Her name is Amy. She's a very dear friend of mine. We've been close. And, you know, Status Life with Lita, we talk about everything, right? We're teaching you guys design styles just in this. We are talking about weight loss. We're talking about everything lifestyle. And one of those things is faith. And it's very important to me. And Amy has been a really, really strong spiritual friend spiritual partner and a few weeks ago and this was even before corona had hit she felt the word compassion really pressing on her and then the corona pandemic really hit us and she she'll test you know testify to this this is her testimony i should say that she knew that she had to help so what she started doing was finding Every week she finds someone else in need, whether it's the nurses and the doctors on the front line. She would collect prepackaged snacks and take them to the hospital. She orchestrated collecting 15,000 pounds of food for the local food bank um, and on and on. Every wow. week is someone else. So then she, she started with her bin and then, she, then it was two, then it was four, then it was the entire neighborhood. Now it's the entire community and now it's spreading across the United States. Yeah. Uh, Good Morning America just picked up this story and two weeks ago she was on GMA right. talking about compassion stations. So us being dear friends and, and status, wanting to help, wanting to get involved, we have given her a permanent spot for compassion statement stations inside status. We will collect whatever Amy is going to collect for those in need each week. Status will be on board. And it's it's going to take off. Uh, anytime mm-hmm. there's a national disaster, anytime there's a holiday, uh, you know, holidays, right, angel trees, right. families in need, there's always somebody out there that needs something. And that's where we're going to step in and connect the dots. And that's a ter- terrific location to come by and drop off those items that are that you're donating. And, and they'll all come yeah to you at status status is open seven days a week you can look on our website look on facebook uh she right now is building a website for compassion stations i know derek um you know we're going to sit on the board and really help her get the legal part of this up and running but it's a it's it's the bridge it's what we want to connect we want to help people we want to be a pillar for our community and it's going bigger than just greater Gwinnett County. Again, this is all over. There's someone right now doing a compassion station in Dallas and in Tennessee. I mean, this has spread 
far beyond what she could have ever imagined. Oh, that's amazing. That's terrific. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that as you said, it's it's spread that much. Okay, uh, to kind of segue from there, we've talked about status very briefly here, but I want you to tell our listeners how they can get questions to you and or Carla, and also tell us about uh, status home design. The location, the website, all that good stuff to be able to track you down. Okay. So the website's probably first and foremost, www.statushomedesign. You can ask a question that you'd like to be covered here on the podcast. That's really fun. I love taking listeners' questions. Uh, if you have a question about the weight loss or anything design related, go to the website. If you would like a consult, if you want to talk to myself or Carla, uh, anything virtual, you have a picture, you have a problem, send those through the website. Everything goes directly into our email boxes. We respond to everything. We try our very, very best. That's the first point. Uh, Facebook, Status Home Design. Facebook, Status Life with Lita. You can reach me directly. Uh, there's a blog. There's a podcast. And we're on Instagram. I we mean, there's really <laughs> no way that yeah. you can't find us. And just Google status. Yeah. We come up first. Yeah. So it's really easy. You know what we need to do is post a quiz on there for everybody's styles. Yes. I, mean, I think know, I could pass that. No, I think I could I do really well. Not a quiz on our stuff, but just to see, you know, a questionnaire. What, what qualities. Yeah make you farmhouse or make you traditional well thank you both very much this has been very informative as always and i'll speak to the store if you've not been there it's definitely worth the trip out to see the store you can go to the website as she said and also the status market uh the online presence where you can purchase online through the status market uh so definitely check that out uh but for now thank you so much for joining us on status life with lita presented by status home design and the law office of Derek m hayes Don't forget that you can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Status Life with Lita. This program is also available on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you've been listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X.